Episode 60 The Feast of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe Faith, Hope and Love, a time of scripture, prayer and reflection. How worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and divinity and wisdom and strength and honour. To him belong glory and power for ever and ever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, also known as Christ the King, let us call to mind our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you are the image of the unseen God. Lord, have mercy. You are the firstborn of all creation. Christ, have mercy. You are the head of the body, the church. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray that all creation will proclaim Jesus as Lord. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the Universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 to 12 and 15 to 17. 
Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep, and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed my sheep with justice. As for you, my flock, thus says the Lord God, I shall judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, He leads me beside still waters, He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 20 to 26 and 28. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead has also come through a man. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ, but each in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed every ruler and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who put all things in subjection under him, so that God may be all in all. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Alleluia, 
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or sick or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord The Gospel this weekend is very special. I've always found that it goes to the heart of what our Lord's message and mission was about. How different would the world be if people took this Gospel today on face value, that is, quite literally. Just as you did it to one of the least of these, you did it to me, says the Lord. To use a rather mild example, there's a story, possibly it didn't really happen, but uh, there's a story told of Queen Victoria who went on an annual vacation to Scotland and one day she was taking a walk on one of her estates. On this country walk, the Queen was dressed very discreetly in walking clothes. A storm blew up and 
Queen Victoria retreated to a neighbour's house and asked if they would kindly lend her an umbrella. The neighbour, not recognising this person on the steps in the pouring rain, begrudgingly lent the umbrella, but as the Queen walked off and opened up the umbrella it was full of holes and quite useless. The next day the Queen sent one of her attendants back to return the umbrella with a polite note of thanks. When the neighbour saw the regal attendant and realised the truth of just who this visitor was, she was mortified and said in explanation, I'm so sorry. If I had known it was Her Majesty, I wouldn't have given her that umbrella. Now whether that situation really happened or not, the point is a very good one. What did it matter who it was? Why would you give anyone a holy umbrella that was useless for its purpose, irrespective of who they were or not? Anyone who turns up on our doorstep is not only possibly royalty in disguise, but today's gospel calls on us to treat everyone with the reverence and graciousness that we would reserve to God. Why do we humans get tempted to make distinctions in the ordinary matters of human dignity, which is actually due to all people? Whether we be prince or pauper, the Lord says, What you do to these, I take it as doing it to me. If the world took that seriously and literally, the world would change. All humans would have the dignity and respect befitting our God which I believe is the intention our Lord had when he said this. The reading from Ezekiel is also very fitting. The Lord will be our shepherd and lead us, guide us, heal us, seek the lost, feed us, and he shall set up a servant and his successors by implication who will serve the people on behalf of the shepherd. The fat sheep come in for some very negative comment here in the gospel because in this narrative they've pushed around the others and not let them eat or have pasture and everyone deserves it. The well-off ones have scattered the poor needy sheep and the master is very unhappy with this. In that first reading God recognizes that among the people, among every group, there are some who are struggling and experiencing weakness. All of us do in different ways at different times and some who are feeling lost, disconnected or injured, as well as some who are strong and satisfied. And the co-responsibility of people is to support and encourage each other. It's an expectation of the kingdom. If things are going well for me, I help those where things are going badly, and together we help each other. In the epistle today, the second reading from Ephesians, I hadn't noticed it before, but the wording indicates that St. Paul may not have directly visited the people he's writing to. He has heard good reports and is filled with gratitude to God for the good news that he has received about them. It's inspiring even to us these 2,000 and more years later. God is truly great. The gift God has given us is beyond full comprehension. It makes us want to strive to be the very best people we can be. And the church is spurred on to put its best foot forward. The church is called to be a beacon of goodwill, compassion and justice for the inspiration of the world. That's no small responsibility and we pray fervently to the Lord for forgiveness and strength for the times we've failed to be that shining beacon. 
we ask for mercy for any times we have acted with partiality and have not treated others as we would have treated our Lord. With God's help we persevere and keep asking for the renewal and guidance that we need to keep on track. Through the generations, artists and sculptors and the like have tried to capture what the face of our Lord might have looked like, what his physical form might have appeared to those who walked with him. There have been some very inspiring movies too which tried to portray what our Lord looked like and how he acted. Some of the movies have been great, some of them fall flat. Some make our Lord look like an actor with a bad hair day or a really awful wig with really big hair. It just doesn't look real. A lot of movies depict, and same with paintings, our Lord in a way that doesn't capture that Jesus would have had a Palestinian look and complexion and surely not light brown hair and blue eyes or, heaven forbid, blonde hair. But in any case, this weekend's Gospel takes another angle on this question. Do you want to know what the face of our Lord looks like? Well, this Gospel gives quite a different answer, and it's a surprising and unexpected answer. It instructs us, every time you look into the face of one who is hungry, the face of someone who's thirsty, the face of a stranger, the face of someone in need, someone who's ill, or a prisoner, any time you look at anyone who might be regarded as the least by others, there you're seeing the face of our Lord. And how we respond to these faces is how we're taken to be responding to the Lord himself. Jesus tells us this parable because he wants us to take this message quite literally and base our lives on it. In the parable, everyone gets surprised about this news, the sheep and the goats alike. Neither of those groups realised that when they fed the hungry, clothed the naked, visited the sick, visited the prisoner, welcomed the stranger, that they were somehow helping Christ himself. The wicked didn't realise this and didn't do it. But in this parable, even the righteous, although they helped these people, they didn't seem to realise that by acting in this way they were serving Christ himself in those needy people. As we come to the end of this church's calendar year this weekend and prepare to enter into the wonderful season of Advent from next weekend, the readings this week speak of judgment. But interestingly, scriptural judgment seems to really be about who we are and how we've acted and how we've lived. In this modern day and age, we can be tempted to separate our sense of self from our actions, that is, separate who we are from what we do. But Jesus reminds us our actions can't be separated from who we are. Our actions are often a better sign of who we are and what our values really are, because in the end, where our actions are, there our heart lies too. The Gospel from St. Matthew reminds us that we will be judged on how well we loved. It is the way that we love one another that reveals whether we love God or not. It is this love for one another that will confirm whether we are truly close to God or far away from God. In that sense, God's judgment is no more than confirming the truth of who we are and who we have become. We have the most wonderful role model in Christ, God made flesh. He is truly a king, yes, and the greatest king ever. 
but at the same time such a wonderful, compassionate, loving and totally involved person. God is a good shepherd, very much involved in the lives of his sheep. God is in there and at work right in the middle of things, not at a distance, keeping his hands clean. God is keeping everyone in his sights, actively rescuing them, allowing them to rest, feeding them, searching for strays, bandaging the injured, strengthening the weak. Now that is a true shepherd. And finally, one who is able to tell the difference between the sheep and the goats. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ and we ask for God's guidance and grace as we look out for others, especially the most vulnerable. We move forward joyfully, remembering always that the Lord is good and guides us along the right paths and his mercy and faithfulness endures from age to age. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Through Jesus, our Shepherd King, who knows our every need, we come before the heavenly throne. that the Church may show to all how central Christ is to its way of life. Lord, hear us. That we will be faithful always to the teachings of the Gospel. Lord, hear us. That we may recognize Christ in others. Lord, hear us, that as a Eucharistic community we may strive to relieve the hunger and injustice of our world. Lord, hear us, for all who are in ill health and those who care for them, that the Lord will touch them with healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us that the Good Shepherd may lead the dead to the heavenly kingdom, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Shepherd God, we ask you to hear us and help us to be faithful members of your flock. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we offer you, O Lord, the sacrifice by which the human race is reconciled to you, we humbly pray that your Son himself may bestow on all nations the gifts of unity and peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness, as eternal priest and king of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross, as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace, he might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption, and making all created things subject to his rule, he might present to the immensity of your majesty an eternal and universal kingdom, a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. And so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The Lord sits as King for ever. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Let us pray. Having received the food of immortality, we ask, O Lord, that glorying in obedience to the commands of Christ, the King of the universe, we may live with him eternally in his heavenly kingdom, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. 
The texts used in this program are for the purposes of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. Prayers and chants are taken from the English translation of the Roman Missal, edition 3, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy, ICEL. Scriptures are from the New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989, by the National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. Adaptations to conform with Catholic liturgical norms, copyright 2009 by the same. Faith, Hope and Love theme, words based on 1 Corinthians 13, 4-13 and set to original music, copyright 1996 and 2016 by Paul W. Kelly. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. Contact us at paulwkelly68 at gmail.com. May God bless and keep you.